Thanks for joining us. Um, I think I need an uh, inbuilt de-esser. I think my S's roll very sharply off my tongue. Uh, you are listening to Holler on Dublin Digital Radio. We are broadcasting from lockdown. Uh, myself and Beardy for the next two hours, bringing you up to midnight. This one is a bit of a break from our usual routine of breaks and bass. Uh, the sun has been blistering all day, but for some reason we've got two hours of ambient dread in store, marinated in the uncertainties of the new normal. The track listing has ever will be on SoundCloud um, so head over there and give us a follow you'll find us floating around on the other socials as well
you gotta understand these people are unpaid they're not offering sick time pay they're not offering hazard pay yeah they gave a raise to pay overtime, pay for overtime anything after 40 hours but at the same what about the people that's unpaid you know um there's people like uh that's sitting right next to me giselle she's been home the entire month because you know she's taking precaution in our health she don't want to go to work knowing that it's a risk um there's people that have lupus in my camp there's people that uh they, they just uh gave birth they have infants at home there's people that are pregnant there's older citizens that amazon hires as well um what about all of these people that's unpaid right now so you know that's what I, that's what our demands are these people deserve to be paid it's not fair that they have to you know stay home and not be paid myself included you know because uh, the company failed to protect us you know i tried working with the management all week um we did we did that wednesday thursday friday saturday up to the point where they quarantined me on saturday uh by the way they only quarantined me they didn't even quarantine the person i ride to work with so that tells you right there they only did that to silence me um they, they ain't quarantined none of my employees that worked around barber for uh 10 plus hours you know she was there multiple days in a row and she was around these associates for you know 10 hours a day so it's a shame they should be a shame though you know as you know they got a smear campaign well they used to before it was leaked um you know because i'm speaking truth to power and um the workers come first we don't want to make uh, these billionaires rich and it's time for us to take the power back so you know if, if we got to take it by force so be it you know i started a revolution and um you've seen or uh, you may have heard about other builders walking out and they won't be the last you know so
what's being demonstrated is exactly what, uh, exactly who uh, performs labor that is productive of value and who uh, realizes value versus who moves it around in a way, you know, basically who operates money factories. I, you know, I say this in organizing quite a lot. Uh, we went from unskilled labor to essential workers pretty damn quick. Uh, and I think, you know, that that should reveal something, right? That that should reveal something that you don't need to spend five years studying theory uh, and political economy to to realize, right? And um, so that presents an, alter, uh, an opportunity. But I also think it's worth thinking about uh, the fact that the only way that we can respond to something like this or to really any of the mounting ecological challenges that we're going to face as a human species uh, is internationalist. That, that the only sorts of solutions, they're all internationalist. They have to be addressed. You cannot address them on a country by country basis, right? So you see figures like Donald Trump uh, trying to craft a backroom deal with a German uh, company or, or a set of scientists who are working on a vaccine to get exclusive access to it. Well, guess what, dumbass? That doesn't do anything. If one country has a vaccine, that does nothing uh, for a global economy. It does nothing for uh, human immunity uh, uh, in the broader picture, right? So I think these things are all sort of becoming clear to folks. You know, the fact that you can um, evaporate uh, you know, billions of dollars from the stock market overnight and nothing changes in the real world and in the real economy uh, should probably tell people something. And the fact that you can print a trillion dollars a day and say that we will print absolutely as much money as you need, you know, we're going to mint two quadrillion dollar coins or whatever, right, should probably tell folks that, you know, what money is, is, a, a, you know, a, a form of social control, right? It's a representation of social power over other people's labor. And I'm not, you know, trying to get into big bond rip stuff about, oh, money's not real, man. All I'm saying is that it, this probably does kind of uh, lift the veil for a lot of folks uh, about, you know, what, just on a common sense level, right, what priorities uh, we want to have. And uh, that is something that we can have control over uh, if we do the things that create control and power. And dry could not make me go feed the 
a new wave of play, people began to dance and rush about. They formed groups of three and danced in one place for half a day, and while dancing, they fell to the ground and allowed others to trample on their bodies. By this, they believed that they could cure themselves of illness. They engaged without shame in their dances, both sexes as if possessed, in churches and in houses. And while dancing, they sang and invoked the names of unheard of devils. When the dance was over, the devils tormented them with violent pains in their chests, so that with terrible voices, they shouted that they were dying.
to secure our congregation, uh, we have we brought in 13 machines that basically kill every virus in the place. And uh, if somebody walks in the door, it's like it kills everything on them. If they sneeze, it it shoots it down like at 100 miles an hour. It'll it'll neutralize it in split seconds. So um, we have the most sterile building in <laughs> in I don't know the whole of America. We have told our older parishioners and our parishioners that have pre-existing conditions to stay home. We take everyone's temperature when they come uh, through the doors. We have people uh, use hand sanitizer often. We have refrained from handshaking and hugging until after this pandemic is over. We're maintaining six feet. They would rather come to church and worship like free people than they had live like prisoners in their homes for 22 days now. Could it be that the depression and the anxiety and the the emotion problems that we're facing right now, clinical problems that is being brought on by this virus. Could it be that it is worse than the people who have already contracted this virus and died? I think it's utterly ridiculous that they're doing what they're doing. I have an idea of why. To me, they're just afraid they're not gonna get enough money in the collection plate. And if you notice, they go around collecting, getting, picking up people like the elderly, who is vulnerable and is a listen to what they say. I feel so much sadness for my fellow nurses and sisters and brothers that uh, have lost their life taking care of people. <sighs> I have a bad reputation to our living. <laughs>
few quick shouts. Uh, yeah, happy birthday to Kate Butler, ever ageless. Uh, great to see you guys down in Dunard. Uh, out to Dermo too, a dear comrade whose mother recently passed um, due to the COVID virus, otherwise known as Dr. Groove. Uh, you've been very much in my thoughts this past week as all this shit goes down.